Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Game Rivals. I am your host, Maximilian X, coming to you from the airwaves. Apologies for the late episode drop. Um, if you're listening to this on the day of normal release, yeah, normally would have been gone live a little bit earlier. But uh, as you could probably hear from my voice, uh, I've been sick. So I haven't been able to even record or do anything or stream or what have you. But I was feeling a bit chipper. I was like, you know what? Let's do this. It's all good in the hood. Let's see how far I get with all these news things that I want to talk about. Because, oh my God, I've been wanting to talk to you guys for so long about the news. So many things that got released, especially as a Nintendo fan myself. <clears throat> uh, let's just hop into it because there's a lot of stuff to cover. Starting, of course, with last week uh not last week but two weeks ago when the episode dropped uh they also dropped a nintendo direct on the day that the episode went live so i wasn't able to report it in any kind of way also i was busy with stuff so that was a little bit unfortunate but uh i couldn't even do a live react for uh for reasons but we'll skip about that but uh let me just say this nintendo brought it and they brought it good um I wouldn't say that everything that was announced during direct is for everybody, but the things that did that they did announce, oh boy, there was some juicy stuff in there. So let's get into it. Let's start, of course, with uh, they showed off some Pokemon, so some of the Pokemon DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, I mean, it looks okay. Um, it, the new Pokemon look interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to dive way too much into that, but that's coming out soon. The, for at least part one is coming out relatively soon. Um, I don't have the date up in front of me. Maybe if I check real quickly. Uh, I do have it in front of me in terms of... Uh, yeah. So yeah, this fall. There's still no dates for this fall. The first part is supposed to come out. Um, which is the teal mask. And then part two, which is the indigo mask, will come this winter. So I don't know what's going to be, what the dates are exactly for those. But uh, yeah, that's coming uh, pretty, that's coming relatively soon. Um, they showed off a bunch of other games. I think they showed off uh, Sonic Superstars, uh, which was earlier announced on the um, Xbox, uh, on the Xbox uh event during summer game fest which is really cool um it's also coming out this fall it's coming to switch as well of course we already kind of figured that would be the case um but they showed off they showed off a switch specific uh trailer which uh, looked good look good didn't look bad i mean the art style alone uh it would be weird if it actually looked bad in my opinion um i showed off a bunch of other stuff uh as well i'm not gonna go over all of them because if i did i'd be here for as long as that nintendo direct was and that's kind of not the point just trying to get through a few of the highlights that they announced there as well and of course the big things that they announced um but let's get some of the what some people might think of lesser but to me it's like i mean they're still pretty good so we're getting star ocean the second story are uh this year it's coming November 3rd, 2023. It's a uh, remake of Star Ocean, the second story, which came out on PlayStation 1 back in 1998. Uh, we already got the remake of the first game on Switch last year, which is really good. I still need to beat that one. I got I got a fairly decent amount, and I think 
uh, maybe 25 to 50% in of the story. Um, this is coming to all other platforms barring Xbox, so PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. Uh, sorry, Xbox fans. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. It uh, It is a full-on remake. Uh, it is maintaining some of the 2D artwork, uh, but also reworking those as well, and also the game being in this 2.5D-style two, 3D uh, backgrounds like fully 3d no not pre-rendered stuff and uh yeah it looks good i would recommend looking up the trailer for star ocean the second story uh, if you're looking for a more traditional jrpg to play this year um i've said this before on previous episodes and i'll say this again jrpg fans or rpg fans in general y'all eating good this year just like fighting game fans are eating good this year um you know who else is also eating good? Actually, you know what? No, 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 no. <laughs> Feels like I'm burying the lead. I know. I don't know. No, no. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna. There's a few things I didn't want to get off first. Uh, Persona Five Tactica uh, is also coming to Switch. Thank goodness. Unfortunately, still no word on whether or not Persona Three Reload is coming to Switch. Um, it's not like they haven't done it before, where they release it on the other platforms first, and then it comes later to Switch. Who knows? Maybe that's what's going on, but we still haven't heard anything. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. It would be weird if it didn't. Um, and even if it didn't, at the very least, you should be able to play the the the, the, the remastered versions that are currently out on Switch. Um, but Persona 5 Tactica is a tactics game based in the Persona 5 universe. Uh, the art style is a little slightly super deformed, like cheapy, chibi. Uh, looks pretty cute. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Fire Emblem a little bit. Um, in terms of the gameplay, uh, looks pretty cool. Coming out November seventeenth, uh, this year. So look forward to that one as well. Um, now on to the really big stuff. Oh, I almost forgot. Um, for those uh, that were waiting for it, Pikmin Four uh, has a has a demo out. It's already out, and the Day and the save data is transferable, so uh, you can uh, try out some Pikmin 4. They put out a new trailer as well. Of course, this is coming out the 21st of this month, June. So if you were anticipating it or if you're curious, you get to play the demo at the very least. And they also shadow dropped the first two games, Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2, on the eShop. And you should be able to pick up uh, both games as a bundle uh at retail as well uh, at a later date so if you want to buy both games uh without breaking the bank that might be your best bet since if you buy them from the eShop, it's a little bit more expensive because they're sold separately so now on to the big stuff that they announced oh boy if you're a mario fan you ate good you ate good <laughs> this direct i'm gonna tell let me tell you Oh my god, they kicked it off with Super Mario RPG. My heart couldn't believe it. I was so happy. I was jumping for joy. Well, I couldn't really jump for joy because I was in public, but believe you me, in my heart, I was jumping for joy. Full-on 3D remake. It looks cool. It looks clean. It looks like it's actually shot for shot, but they improved the visuals. Of course, that makes sense. And just, oh my gosh... Finally, some acknowledgement for Super Mario RPG. I still don't know what Nintendo did 
to convince Square Enix to uh, have this remake made. Because back in the day, uh, this was a collaboration between Nintendo and Squaresoft uh, when they made this game. So uh, Nintendo did like the, the game design and the planning and like uh, they collaborated with Squaresoft to have that made. Um, Squaresoft did most of the work uh, in terms of, you know, like, the, of course, the RPG elements and stuff. And they worked together to bring us the gem that was called Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Unfortunately, a game that never came out officially in Europe until the virtual console. And, uh, yeah, I will say I have never finished Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. So this will be my chance to redeem myself once it comes out later this year, November 17, 2023, which is unfortunate because it's the same day as Persona 5 Tactica. So uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to go for Super Mario RPG first because, you know, you know, your boy got to got to make that team with Mallow and Gino. You know how it is and you know how it is. <laughs> and even more Nintendo and even more Mario related news. Uh, so somewhere, uh, next year we'll be getting two games. One is a remake, uh, a remaster, if you will, of Luigi's Mansion 2, which came out for the 3DS. I'm going to be honest. I also never defeated that one, mostly because I got stuck at one boss and I never looked it up as to how to defeat it. I was just bitter and just stopped playing. So this might give me a second chance to redeem myself. Also, I feel like. It technically is the issue of the control scheme of that game, but that could just be me. <laughs> um, the other thing that they showed off that for the longest time I didn't think was actually going to happen is they're bringing us a brand new Princess Peach game. Now, I will say this for the longest time, and I will say for the longest time, people have talked about Super Princess Peach, right? And even I myself have contemplated why. Why haven't we seen a follow-up to Super Princess Peach? I don't think it sold poorly. I'm not going to say it sold gangbusters, but I do remember that at the time, there was some controversy, at least from Western publications, that were talking about, oh, yeah, uh, of course, Princess Peach is using like her emotions to like use as soup to up super abilities and stuff like that and people were like oh yeah of course a girl would use the power of crying to like make stuff happen it's like dude come on like no no that's not even like if you're gonna if you're just gonna superimpose you know like your own opinions on that you're just diminishing the whole point of the fact that princess peach actually got a game and she actually gets to save mario this time and I played the game um, for a bit uh, on DS. I don't remember how far I got, but I will say this. It was fun. It was cheerful. It was silly at times. The art style is very nice and cute. Um, it would be nice if we got a port of this, but I don't think that's going to happen. And you know what? The fact that it took almost... Like... It, the game's coming out next year, right? This new game. By the time that comes out, it will be it will have been almost nineteen years since Super Princess Peach came out because Super Princess Peach came out in two thousand five. I want to say 
Um, it came out in 2005, I want to say. Yep, October 20th, 2005. So yes, almost 20 years since that came out. That is insane. That's crazy that they're only now bringing us a Princess Preach title. And it looks interesting. It looks good. It looks really good. Um, but yeah, um, all those announcements, of course, couldn't compare to what they were going to give us at the end. And honestly, it's weird that I didn't see it coming because it has been a while since we've had a new 2D Mario game. I mean, the last Mario game that we got uh, was Odyssey. Um, I don't count Mario Maker since Mario Maker is its own thing. But like a proper Mario game um, was a 3D Mario game. And the last proper 2D Mario game was on the Wii U. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And now we finally got it. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And it looks amazing. I mean, I don't even know how to put it in words. The art style is so... The first, yeah, yeah, let's talk about the art style first. The art style is so good. It's so different from New Super Mario Brothers. It actually... That's the first thing that caught my eye. The fact that it looks different. The fact that it does not look like every 2D Mario game that's come out since... I want to say 2004. I don't remember when New Super Mario Bros. came out, but yeah, let's say let's say that. So for almost 20 years, also, we've had this homogenous like art style for 2D Mario games, and it even seeped into the Mario Maker games. And it's quite frankly um, not great since it was originally made for like a a uh, less powerful system like the ds where it was fine on the ds that's okay but if you're gonna put that on like a console it it doesn't hold up it really doesn't and i'm gonna be honest here like new super mario brothers uh wii and we new super mario brothers uh, wii u uh those don't hold up and even and even in mario maker it feels it always felt inferior to the older art styles which is weird right because those are supposed to be old like i always make levels in the style of super mario world or uh, super mario Bros. 3 because those are way more interesting looking than uh super mario than the new super mario brothers uh theming it just it just didn't feel it just didn't feel fun or cool i know it's a weird thing to say like that but that's how i felt super mario brothers wonder however it looks like they went full solar circle and it just looks amazing it has a little bit of that feel of how do i even explain it it kind of has a slight feel of um it's i mean it's not exactly uh you know, stop motion or claymation, but it has that feel in that animation. I don't know how they achieved it. And quite frankly, I would love to learn more about how they achieved this art style. It looks amazing. It looks it, like it's fluid. It's quick. It's fast paced. It still has the multiplayer function of playing with 
up to four people. So if you want to do that, if you want to play with friends and friends, friends and family locally, you can do that. And it has this weird thing where you have these like talking flowers that are that are commentating while you're playing through the game. It is really funny. Um, there are cool new things. There's this thing called the Wonder Flower, which changes like the whole world and pipes come to life. They get eyes and they move around and do weird stuff and. And even weird stuff happens to Mario, and it's like there are new transformations going around. And one of the new transformations that they showed off was a new power-up, uh, which turned Mario into a elephant, which is really crazy. I'm actually surprised that he's never turned into something like an elephant before. And it's so it looks so much fun. And I think, if I'm not mistaken. This is also the first time that we have a Mario Brothers platformer that has Princess Daisy as a playable character outside of a party game and outside of Super Mario Land 1 um, on the Game Boy, where she was the princess uh, in distress that needed to be helped. And it's crazy to see. Um, it had, The game has Yoshis. Um, like I said, it has these wacky wonder abilities. Not sure what that's about, but oh my gosh, it looks so good. The talking flowers add so much color commentary to like your playthrough as well, which is kind of funny, uh, especially when they show off the uh, the, the, the the elephant ability. Uh, Mario uh, walks into a Goomba and it flies off, and while he is walking towards the Goomba, there's a flower there that says, oh, that Goomba looks so so serene. And then Mario kicks it and he just says, well, then like, just like, oh, OK, never mind. <laughs> and it just it's so charming. I mean, that like that's the thing with Mario games, right? They're also always supposed to be charming. And I always felt that outside of New Super Mario Brothers and to some extent, New Super Mario Brothers 2 on the 3DS, they had their own charm, but when they started doing it for the consoles, I felt like most of that charm was lost. They're not bad games in any stretch of the imagination. It's just, I don't know, it just didn't feel as charming. I never beat those games either. I beat the first game, I beat the second game, which is saying a lot for New, for new Super Mario Bros. 2, if you know what that like, game mechanic is about. But yeah, um, I've never beaten the Wii one or or the one in Wii U. Uh, I don't think I actually even got the, the DLC, the, the Luigi DLC. I don't think I ever picked that one up, even though that was slightly different. So, yeah, that was a little bit of an unfortunate thing. Um, they showed off a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Volume 1 Master Collection. Uh, it's also coming to Switch, for example. Um, don't expect that all of that to be on one cartridge. Uh, they finally actually showed off Detective Pikachu 2, uh, properly named Detective Pikachu Returns now, which is coming uh, this October, October 6th. Um, and uh, a new WarioWare, WarioWare Move It, which is coming out this November. Oh, right, I almost forgot. Uh, Super Mario Wonder is coming out October 20th. <laughs> so again, Mario fans be eating good this year. Um, 
But yeah, uh, it's kind of funny that we're getting another WarioWare game on Switch since we recently had one. Um, but yeah, this one feels like more reminiscent of the, the Wii game, uh, WarioWare Smooth Moves. Uh, it feels like the control scheme is way more similar to that than anything else. Uh, before it, it doesn't feel like the one that came out on uh, Wii U, which uh, honestly, yeah, that wasn't really that interesting. Um, it had like a few mini games and like that's it. This looks way more, way more WarioWare than we've had in, well, quite some time actually. Um, it is like the title says, move it so you have to move with the Joy Cons. Um, so yeah, if that is not up your speed. Uh, you know that's fine um but yeah this looks really fun to me it's been a while since we played a actually good warrior game and this looks like a lot of fun so that was the nintendo direct for june um there are more things that have got announced in there like uh amiibo for tears of the kingdom a zelda one and a um ganondorf one that are coming out later this year so if you want that um make sure you keep an eye on nintendo's my nintendo store or your local retailer for um if they are going to get them in if you want to get them personally i really like the zelda one it looks really cool i know that a lot of people that are into ganondorf for whatever reason are going to be very happy with this design um so yeah <laughs> that's all i can say about that um moving on uh, let's talk about uh ea uh, and how it is going undergoing a uh, major internal shakeup uh where they're splitting stuff up and uh yeah it's crazy I, that you'd never think that something like this would happen before um but yeah they're reorganizing uh ea um parts of ea at least uh, specifically ea games and ea sports um with ea games going to be renamed ea entertainment um which probably means that ea entertainment is going to do more than just games um so that's interesting i don't know what they're going to do exactly um yeah so yeah they're doing a lot of shakeups. um which probably means that a lot of people uh, may or may not lose their jobs um, because of all of this. But uh, yeah, they're doing some restructuring. We'll see what happens when it's all over and done with. This is probably going to take a really long time for them to like officially say, like, okay, the restructuring is complete. So don't know what that's going to be like. Um, and uh, we'll keep you posted once uh, we hear more about that. Um, and other news. Um, so Nintendo had a shareholder meeting uh, this past month. And uh, now the official translation is out. And they talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, they talk about um, the future of Switch and... In, uh, whether or not they're working on something new of course they're not going to say if there's something on the horizon uh considering they have a bunch of games that are supposed to come out by the end of this year 
So I'm pretty sure they're not going to want to disturb that. So they haven't told us anything other than they're still working on the next generation. One thing that they did tell us is that at the very least, they're working on making sure that the transition to the next generation will be smooth, uh, partially due to the use of Nintendo accounts, which is something that we've been wanting for a really long time. Because if you remember, everything up until this point was basically tied to the system in one way or another, um, uh, with uh, the latest victims, of course, being the Wii U and the 3DS, which recently had their eShops see closure. And, of course, the, those are things that are unavoidable when it comes to um, digital distribution. Um, but it also meant that we weren't, we are not able to access those on newer platforms. Now they did say, but when the, when the switch came out that, um, they are trying to prioritize having an actual ecosystem in terms of like, uh, Nintendo accounts and stuff like that. So bearing in mind that hopefully they do make the follow-up to the switch backwards compatible it should allow us to access our games on this uh, on this uh, successor to the Switch, uh, if and when it does comes out next year. So I guess we'll just have to wait until then to see if it actually comes out and what they actually do. But out of all the things that could possibly happen at an investor at a shareholder meeting, um. So basically, shareholder meetings are accessible to any shareholders that have a certain amount of shares in a company. It's their shareholder right to be able to attend a shareholder meeting if you have a certain amount of shares in a company. Well, a fan, um, I say that in quotes, a fan uh, spent uh, $3,500 in shares just so they could complain about splatoon 3 hairstyles how splatoon 3 hairstyles is more catered towards girl characters than boy characters and that splatoon boys are getting the cold treatment he basically went on a rant for like like at least an hour <laughs> I think it was more closer to 40 minutes or something like that. And well, at the end, um, President uh, Furukawa from Nintendo uh, basically, uh, the, well, he didn't like he didn't like reprimand him or anything. He just said like, "Thank you for your feedback. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 you know, thank you for your opinion. We'll keep we'll keep it in mind. Stuff like that. Just very chill." Um, because what's the point of making a scene, <laughs> which makes no sense. Um, uh, this has happened before where someone spent, uh, over $4,000 to, um, attend a shareholder meeting and ask about F zero. See that I can get behind because yes, what about F zero? What about all the other, um, what about all the other uh, you know properties that Nintendo doesn't really touch recently? You know that that is an interesting question, especially since they're trying to branch out in um, 
how to use the RPs. But this, this is not a, this is not a good, this is not a good waste of your money. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So at least, yeah, at least he got his question out. But yeah, I would not. That was that's so awkward. Um, moving on. So uh, over the past week, the over the past uh, week, uh, Xbox and well, to be specific, Microsoft and the FTC have been in court uh, talking, of course, about the merger deal and why the FTC is once it blocked and like what are what's what's going on and like the whole thing and uh there's a bunch of stories uh about this like it's too much to cover here but um one of the things uh that uh, microsoft did bring up is that uh it's uh it's been losing it's been losing the console war since 2001 and uh yeah um yeah, if you're if you look at the numbers, um, they have never actually been in first place, even when even when the even when the GameCube did bad, uh, the GameCube was still outperforming uh, the Xbox, and that makes sense. It was their first console, but even like the 360 didn't do as well as they would have hoped, um, considering the it was the Wii era and like literally everybody in and their grandparents had a Wii because of Wii Sports, so that makes sense. And then, of course, we have the PlayStation 4 era, which uh, was dominated by the PlayStation 4. And, uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's only been until recently that the Switch surpassed the PlayStation 4. So, yeah, they've never been in a position where they were higher than maybe second or third place. Um, this is also the reason why they stopped reporting on console sales numbers and just switched to, uh, Game Pass subscription numbers, uh, and cost and, uh, re revenue, because that sounds way more interesting and intriguing. Um, I guess it's not that new, but the fact that they actually admit it is, it is something interesting. Unfortunately, um, outside of that, uh, Microsoft is... Also, outside of the whole thing, um, has increased uh, some of their pricing for the Xbox Series S in certain territories, uh, and in all territories, uh, Game Pass is going up by a dollar uh, amount, equivalent to that in your region. So the places where the Xbox Series S prices... Uh, are not being raised is the US, Japan, Chile, Brazil, and Colombia. And I think certain parts of Europe is also not getting it raised. Um if I'm not mistaken. Uh no, nope. There it's also they're also raising it in the UK and in Europe. Uh it's now gonna be 549 euros to buy an xbox series s or 479 pounds if you live in the uk um, and in other places as well like australia and canada they're raising the prices there as well not in the us interesting how that works huh um 
but yeah, that is kind of a bummer. Um, so I hope you were able to save up some Game Pass subscriptions so you're good for the next couple of years because, uh, yeah, they are, they are raising the prices on those as well. Um, but that's a little bit unfortunate. Um, what's also unfortunate is that uh, Daedalic Entertainment, the German developer behind the recent game, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, um, not closing their doors, uh, not exactly, but they are no longer making games, which is interesting because they recently announced right after the game was released that they were working on a, another Lord of the Rings game. Um, of course, with this news, that particular game has been canceled. Um, they are going to let go of some people because of this move to from developing to simply publishing. Um, but yeah, that is very unfortunate. And here's an interesting thing that I didn't know. They have been all around, all, all around since 2007, and they've mostly been known for a point-and-click uh, point-and-click title series called Deponia. So yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense that a German company, that game dev, would start off with point-and-click games, uh, adventure titles of the sort, and uh, yeah. It's sad to see that they're that they had to release a game that was so panned for them to do this move. And I hope that the people that they that are let go are able to find their footing somewhere else. Um so yeah, uh hopefully they do land on their feet. Um and they do have some games uh on the block for them to publish. Um, which is interesting. So we'll see where, where Daedalic Entertainment goes from here on out, what kind of games that they end up publishing. Uh, and hopefully no more people have to lose their jobs over a game that's been so poorly received. It's one of the worst, um, one of the lowest scored games on uh, Metacritic. Moving from sadder to questionable um so there's a rumor going around that uh ubisoft is working on assassin's creed for black flag remake and i do mean a remake from the ground up which is interesting because uh this game came out in 2013 so it's like, like a little over 10 years old almost 10 years old and uh yeah, it came out on PlayStation 3, 4, Wii U, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and even got a Switch port as recent as, I want to say, last year or maybe the year before. And, uh, yeah, let's not forget that Skull and Bones is still a thing. Yeah, Skull and Bones is was supposed to be the naval combat from Black Flag, and just that <laughs> turned into a game. And that game is apparently still coming. Um, don't know how that's going to end up, you know, going. There is a beta planned for August 25th to the 28th for anybody that's interested for Skull and Bones. But yeah, apparently this uh, remake is still very early in development and probably wouldn't be out at least for at least a year. Um, 
yeah, I guess we'll see when that happens. But uh, yeah, as we already know, um, Ubisoft has already um, confirmed that they are really committed to um, getting more Assassin's Creed out and putting their eggs in that particular basket, um, if you will. So I guess we'll see what happens then. Um, speaking of, uh, I guess this was a, this would have been a way more better follow up to the other news, but speaking about devs giving up on stuff um blooper team is uh, giving up on psychological horror for mass market so blooper team if you recall these are the guys that made the layers of fear games the the medium for xbox one uh, xbox uh, series x sorry and s the blair witch game and observer and uh yeah so they are not going to make any more psychological horror games. They recently put out a remaster of Layers of Fear, um, which they did, uh, which is a uh, re remake from the ground up of Layers of Fear 1 and 2, which is funny because they didn't change anything about the things that people complained about in the second game. Um, so it's basically the first game, which is which was already decent, and then the second game, which people had issues with. So yeah, you can imagine that that also didn't really didn't garnish that much praise. Um, the same goes for the medium and Blair Witch. And uh, yeah, I mean, people are kind of split on their releases you either like blooper team or you're wary of what they've put out they are still working on the silent hill 2 remake so that would probably be the last psychological horror kind of game they would bring out after that we'll see what else they bring out themselves which is unique to them i don't know what they're focusing on right now but uh i will say this I wish them I wish them good luck. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about before I head off. Um so y'all know The Last of Us. Yeah. I uh I I I played The Last of Us. I liked The Last of Us. I played The Last of Us 2. If you want to know what my opinion is on The Last of Us 2, you can go back to the episode where me and Sean Templar and Robin uh talk about the last of us 2 um yeah that was a game <laughs> that was a game <laughs> so funny enough there is this game that recently released on nintendo switch called the last hope dead zone survival now, if you go to the if you go to the 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 the, the e-shop or if you like punch it in youtube and you look it up it looks very um What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, it looks like The Last of Us. It looks that ass like The Last of Us. Uh, especially the, the the title, the 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 the, the title screen thing, um, the the artwork. Uh, it says The Last Hope in a similar style. There's this generic dude next to this generic little girl both wearing backpacks, 
overlooking a cityscape. And yeah, if you go into the game itself and look at the trailer, it's like, okay, for one, it does not look like The Last of Us, obviously. It looks like something that was made in, uh, I want to say Unity with like just bought assets from the Unity store. And it's just... I don't even know. <laughs> it's so silly. It's... Well, I don't even know how to say it. Just take my word for it. Okay? Take my word for it that it looks so incredibly silly. And it looks so incredibly... Oh my god, it looks so bad. It looks... Oh, it's so bad. It's just... Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. Uh, check it out. Please do. I... Here's the thing, right? Outside of the name... It doesn't look like it's anything like it, right? So it's like it's like a buck on the eShop. I wouldn't recommend buying it. I even if it's just a buck, right? Unless you're unless you're a streamer that wants to milk it for content. Um if if you're just a normal person, don't buy it. Uh, buy something else with that buck. It's uh, there's so many things you can buy with a buck. Um, a song, any song, um, candy. I don't know. Things are expensive now, but I'm pretty sure you could still buy way better stuff for a buck than this game. Don't buy it. Just look up the trailer on YouTube. It's so hilarious. Oh my. It's, it's, I don't think that they'll get a cease and desist from Sony anytime soon, but oh my goodness, it is, it is just, it's so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my gosh. But that is going to be it for me today. Uh, thank you so much for listening to me, even in this state. Um, you, as always, you can find us. On anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, our home is on Spotify, uh, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, you name it, we're probably there. Um, you can also find me on Twitch, uh, usually on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. Um, I'm still not uh, streaming this week, but hopefully next week when I'm better enough, you'll uh, see my face again. I stream every Tuesday and Thursday from 8.30 Central European Summertime. I usually stream for like two hours. Uh, and on any other day that I'm able to stream, you can find me on there as well. But usually it's those two games at those two days. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, which is at Maximilian underscore X. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash maximilian underscore x you can find me on uh, youtube maximilian underscore x you can find game rivals on uh, youtube which is uh, at game rivals <laughs> got it and you can also send us feedback at gym at uh, game rivals feedback at gmail.com and i'm also on twitter at 
Maximilian or uh, for Game Rivals at Game underscore Rivals underscore. So that is it for me. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. I have been and always will be Maximilian X. And I'll see all of you beautiful rivals next time. Uh, <laughs>